0: The Symbol and the Saint of Christmas Tales and Christmas Verse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Christmas Tales and Christmas Verse by Eugene Field. The Symbol and the Saint. Once upon a time a young man made ready for a voyage his name was Norse broad were his shoulders his cheeks were ruddy his hair was fair and long his body betokened strange and good nature shone from his blue eyes and lurked about the corner of his mouth where are you going asked his neighbor Johns the Forge Master I am going sailing for a wife said Norse. For a wife indeed, cried Johns. And why go you to seek her in foreign lands? Are not our maidens good enough and fair enough that you must need search for a wife elsewhere? For shame, Norse, for shame. But Norse said A spirit came to me in my dreams last night and said, Launch the boat and set sail tomorrow. Have no fear, for I will guide you to the bride that awaits you. Then standing there, all white and beautiful, the Spirit held forth a symbol, such as I had never before seen, in the figure of a cross. And the Spirit said, by this symbol shall she be known to you. If this be so, you must need go, said John's. But are you well victualed? Come to my cabin and let me give you venison and bear's meat. Nor shook his head. The spirit will provide, said he. I have no fear, and I shall take no care, trusting in the spirit." So Norse pushed his boat down the beach into the sea, and leaped into the boat, and unfurled the sail to the wind. John stood wandering on the beach, and watched the boat speed out of sight. On on, many days on sailed Norse, so many leagues. That he thought he must have compassed the earth. In all this time he knew no hunger nor thirst. It was as the spirit had told him in his dream, no cares nor dangers beset him. By day, the dolphins and the other creatures of the sea gambolled about his boat. By night, a beauteous star seemed to direct his course and when he slept and dreamed, he saw ever the spirit clad in white, and holding forth to him the symbol in the similitude of a cross. At last he came to a strange country, a country so very different from his own that he could scarcely trust his senses. Instead of the rugged mountains of the north, He saw a gentle landscape of velvety green. The trees were not pines and firs, but cypresses, cedars, and palms. Instead of the cold, crisp air of his native land, he scented the perfumed zephyrs of the Orient, and the wind that filled the sail of his boat and smote his tan cheeks was heavy and hot with the odor of cinnamon and spices. The waters were calm and blue, very different from the white and angry waves of North native fiord, as if guided by an unseen hand. The boat pointed straight for the beach of this strangely beautiful land, and near its procleaved the shallowest waters. Nor saw a maiden standing on the shore shading her eyes with her right hand, and gazing intently at him. She was the most beautiful maiden he had ever looked upon. As Norse was fair, so was this maiden dark, her black hair fell loosely about her shoulders in charming contrast with the white raiment in which her slender, graceful form was clad. Around her neck she wore a golden chain, and therefrom was suspended a small symbol, which Norse did not immediately recognize. Hast thou come sailing out of the north into the east? Asked the maiden. Yes, said Norse. And thou art Norse? She asked. I am Norse, and I come seeking my bride." He answered, -"I am she," said the maiden. My name is Faya. An angel came to me in my dream last night, and the angel said, -"Stand upon the beach today, and Norse shall come out of the north to bear thee home a bride." So coming here, I found thee sailing over shore. "'Remembering then the spirit's words,' Norse said. "'What symbol have you, Faya? that I may know how truly you have spoken.' "'No symbol have I but this,' said Faya, holding out the symbol that was attached to the golden chain about her neck. Norse looked upon it, and it was the symbol of his dreams.' a tiny wooden cross. Then Norse clapped Faya in his arms and kissed her, and entering into the boat, they sailed away into the north. In all their voyage neither care nor danger beset them, for as it had been told to them in their dream, so it came to pass. By day the dolphin and the other creatures of the sea gambolled about them, by night, the winds and the waves sung them to sleep, and strangely enough, the star which before had led Norse to the east, now shone bright and beautiful in the northern sky. When Norse and his bride reached their home, Jans, the forge Master, and the other neighbors made great joy, and all said that fire. Was more beautiful than any other maiden in the land, so merry was Jan's that he built a huge fire in his forge, and the flames thereof filled the whole northern sky with rays of light that danced up, up, up to the star, singing glad song the while. So Norse and Fire were wed, and they went to live in the cabin in the fir grove. To this too was born in good time a son, whom they named Claus. On the night that he was born, wondrous things came to pass. To the cabin in the fir grove came all the quaint, weird spirits: the fairies, the elves, the trolls, the pixies, the feathers, the crions, the goblins, the kobolds, the moss people, the gnomes, the dwarf, the water spirits, the corals, the bogles. The brownies, the nixes, the trows, the style folk, all came to the cabin in the fir grove and capered about and sang the strange, beautiful songs of the mist land. And the flame of old John's Ford leaped up higher than ever into the northern sky, carrying the joyous tidings to the star, and full of music was that happy night. Even in infancy, Claus did marvellous things with his baby hands. he rode into pretty figures the willows that were given him to play with as he grew older. He fashioned with knife old Johns had made for him many curious toys, carts, horses, dogs, lambs, houses, trees, cats, and birds, all of wood and very like to nature his mother taught him how to make dolls too dolls of every kind condition temper and color proud dolls homely dolls boy dolls lady dolls wax dolls rubble dolls paper dolls words dolls rag dolls dolls of every description and without end so klaus became at once quite unpopular popular with the little girl as with the little boys of his native village, for he was so generous that he gave away all these pretty things as fast as he made them. Klaus seemed to know by instinct every language. As he grew older, he would ramble off into the woods and talk with the trees, the rocks, and the beasts of the Greenwood or he would sit on the cliffs overlooking the fiord and listen to the stories that the waves of the sea loved to tell him then too he knew that the hounds of the elves and the style folk and many a pretty tale he learned from these little people when night came old johns told him the quaint legends of the north and his mother sang to him the lullabies she had heard when a little child herself in the far distant east. And every night his mother held out to him the symbol and the similitude of the cross, and bade him kiss it ere he went to sleep. So Klaus grew to manhood, increasing each day in knowledge and in wisdom. His works increased too and his liberality dispensed everywhere the beauteous things which his fancy conceived and his skill executed. Johns, being now a very old man and having no son of his own, gave to Claus his forge and workshop, and taught him those secret arts which he in youth had learned from cunning masters. Right joyous now was Klaus, and many, many times the northern sky glowed with the flames that dawned singing from the forge while Klaus molded his pretty toys. Every color of the rainbow were these flames, for they reflected the bright colors of the beauteous things strewn round that wonderful workshop. Just as of old he had dispensed to all children alike the homelier toy of his youth. So now he gives all children like these more beautiful and more curious gifts. So little children everywhere love Klaus. Because he gave them pretty toys and their parents loved him. Because he made their little ones so happy. But now... Norse and Faya were come to old age. After long years of love and happiness, they knew that death could not be far distant. And one day, Faya said to Norse, Neither you nor I, dear love, fear death. But if we would choose, would we not choose to live always in this our son Klaus, who has been so sweet a joy to us? Ay, ay," said Norse. But how is that possible? We shall see," said Fire. That night Norse dreamed that a spirit came to him, and that the spirit said to him, "Norse, thou shalt surely live forever in thy son Klaus, if thou wilt but acknowledge the symbol." Then when the morning was come, Norse told his dream to Faya, his wife, and Faya said, The same dream had I, an angel appearing to me and speaking these very words. But what of the symbol? cried Norse. I have it here, about my neck, said Faya. So saying, Faya drew from her bosom the symbol of wood, a tiny cross suspended about her neck by the golden chain, and as she stood there holding the symbol out to north, he thought of the time when first he saw her on the far distant Orient shore, standing beneath the star in all her maidenly glory. Shading her beauteous eyes with one hand, and with the other clasping the cross, the holy talisman of her faith. Fire, fire! cried Norse. It is the same, the same you wore when I fetched you a bride from the east. It is the same, said Fire. Yet see how my kisses and my prayers have worn it away. For many, many times in these years, dear Norse, have I pressed it to my lips and breathed your name upon it. See now, see what a beauteous light its shadow makes upon your aged face." The sunbeams, indeed, streaming through the window at that moment. Cast the shadow of the symbol on Old Norse's brow. Norse felt a glorious warmth suffuse him. His heart leaped with joy, and he stretched out his arms and fell about Faya's neck, and kissed the symbol, and acknowledged it. Then likewise did Fire. And suddenly the place was filled with a wondrous brightness and with strange music and never thereafter were norse and fire beholden of men. Until late that night Klaus toiled at his forge for it was a busy season with him and he had many many curious and beauteous things to make for the little children in the country roundabout. The colored flame leaped singing from his forge, so that the northern sky seemed to be lightened by the thousand rainbows. But above all this voiceful glory beamed the star, bright, beautiful, serene, coming late to the cabin in the fir grove, Klaus wondered that no sign of his father nor of his mother was to be seen. father, mother. He cried, but he received no answers. Just then the star cast its golden gleam through the lattice window, and this strange holy light fell and rest upon the symbol of the cross that lay upon the floor. Seeing it, Klaus stooped and picked it up, and kissing it reverently, he cried. Dear Talisman, be thou my inspiration evermore. And wheresoever thy blessed influence is felt, there also let my works be known henceforth forever. No sooner had he said these words than Klaus felt the gift of immortality bestowed upon him, and in that moment too there came to him a knowledge that his parents' prayer had been answered, and that Norse and Fire would live in him through all time. And lo, to that place, and in that hour, came all the people of Mistland and of Dreamland to declare allegiance to him. Yes, the elves, the fairies, the pixies, all came to close, prepared to do his bidding. Joyously they capered about him, and merrily they sung. Now haste ye cried Close has yield to your homes and bring to my workshop the best you have. Search, little hill people, deep in the bowels of the earth for the finest gold and choicest jewels. Fetch me, O oh mermaids, from the bottom of the sea the treasures hidden there, the sails of rainbow thins, the smooth bright pebbles, and the strange ocean flowers. Go, pixies! and other water spirits to your secret lakes, and bring me pearls. Speed! Speed, you all! For many pretty things have we to make for the little ones of earth we love. But to the kobolds and the brownies' clouds said, Fly to every house on earth where the cross is known, loiter unseen in the corners, and watch and hear the children through the day. Keep a strict account of good and bad, and every night bring back to me the names of good and bad, that I may know them. The kobolds and the brownies laughed gleefully, and sped away on noiseless wings, and so too did the other fairies and elves. There came also to Klaus the beasts of the forest and the birds of the air, and bade him be their master and up dawn's the four winds and they say may we not serve you too the snow king came stealing along in his feathery chariot oho he cried i shall speed over all the world and tell them you're coming in town and country on the mountain tops and in the valleys wheresoever the cross is raised there will I herald your approach, and thither will I strew you a pathway of feathery white, ho ho ho." So singing softly, the Snow King stole upon his way, but of all the beasts that begged to him surface, clouds liked the reindeer best. You shall go with me in my travels, for henceforth I shall bear my treasure, not only to the children of the North, but to the children in every land, whither the star points me, and where the cross is lifted up. So said close to the reindeer, and the reindeer neighed joyously and stamped their hoofs impatiently, as though they longed to start immediately. Oh, many, many times has Klaus whirled away from his far northern home in his sledge drawn by the reindeer, and thousands upon thousands of beautiful gifts, all of his own making, has he borne to the children of every land, for he loved them all alike, and they all alike love him, I trow. So truly do they love him that they call him Santa Claus. And I am sure that he must be a saint, for he has lived this many hundred years. And we, who know that he was born of faith and love, believe that he will live forever. End of the Symbol and the Saint